Welcome to Two Gins In, the podcast for renovators who want to stay in control and not want to screw up on their investment. We're all about keeping your dream alive through careful planning and taking the right action towards the success of your renovation or new build project. We're both qualified interior and building designers that take our craft seriously, but more importantly, not ourselves. Hi, I'm Helen. And I'm Karen, and we're excited to have you join us this Friday afternoon for our Renovators Delight, where we take you behind the scenes of the design and construction world. We'll be chatting with industry experts, sharing your, our own knowledge and experience. We'll set you up with valuable tools and handy tips to relieve your anxiety, reduce the overwhelm, and ultimately help you to make informed decisions throughout the renovation journey. So why two gins in, Karen? Well, Helen, why not? After all, it is Friday afternoon. And what better way to end the work week than with a couple of gins or cocktails to celebrate the week ahead and head into another weekend. In this episode, we're excited to lead you into the captivating world of home design. As professional interior designers, we've had countless conversations about creating living spaces and colour palettes that truly resonate with your unique style and personality. So today we're thrilled to share our insights with you. Let's take you on a journey through the crucial steps that come before any design or renovation project. From discovering your unique style to crafting a harmonious colour palette, we're here to provide you with the knowledge and inspiration that you need to transform your living space into a home that complements your lifestyle and reflects your mood. But that's not all. So we have some exciting news to share. In collaboration with industry suppliers at various locations across Sydney, we've created mood boarding masterclasses. Now, these masterclasses have been designed to provide you with a multitude of samples and hands-on guidance from us for creating your own personal mood board and flat lay, as we call it in the industry. They'll also empower you to confidently tackle your projects and make your home a masterpiece that perfectly reflects your personal style. You can find out all about this. The details will be in our show notes, so please check it out. So without further ado, let's dive headfirst into the fascinating realm of design, colour palettes and the art of turning your house into the dream home you've always wanted. Join us for this inspiring conversation as we help you unlock your home's boundless potential and create a more beautiful and harmonious living space. So welcome everybody to the podcast again. It's Helen here and Karen. Cheers, Helen. Oh, it's yes. Friday afternoon and we're having a little gin. Cheers. Surprise, surprise. Well, it goes hand in hand. It's a really the pretty podcast. It's a really pretty. It is very thing. pretty. It's pink it's for those Malfi, of you. Malfi gin. Yes. Well, we figured we had to travel light. So we ducked across the road to the IGA bottle shop. You're in, renowned for that. You're always and good for finding. I am. It's after a bottle the, of wine or gin. How many times of running back down to the car park because I kept forgetting things? Correct. Anyway, I didn't forget to pick up some gin of from the bottle not. shop, but they're cute little, um, little like four pack of uh, Malfi gin, which I Rosa, will say the first time I saw it was in Italy. 
about um, five years ago, and here we are five years later yeah. actually trying one. So, so today, so Karen's only got a half a glass left because she's been quietly well, sipping her before we started this afternoon because we've had a big day, haven't we? We're here mm-hmm. at the Sydney Home Show. Uh, we're on stage again. We did it earlier in the year in Melbourne and Sydney. This time back with James Treble, who was actually on last, last week's podcast. yeah last week's podcast. So if you're interested in what James is up to and what designers talk about, check the episode before this one. But today we're going to discuss our chat presentation that we have on stage at the show, which is all about building your home's perfect colour palette from the ground up. That's right, because we do feel like this is an important um, conversational Absolutely. topic Well, that we can talk about because we do this all the time with our mm. clients. It's and what they focus on. It is. Look, to be honest, yeah. You know, we design and draft um, and we're now building designers as well. And while your colour palette and your finishes are very important, it is really important to actually work the layout and, and make sure that's all correct. Yeah, for sure. But people get fixated on their colour palette or on what colours they're going to choose finishes. and what materials and finishes, which is perfectly hmm. natural because Let's face it, that's probably the fun. And that's where you end up, part. Look. Yes, and it is important. So we really advocate that you have a good understanding of what where you want to head with your um, design or your renovation or whatever it is that you're working on and, and really understand what kind of style that you are drawn to that yeah, really exactly. resonates with you and and focus on that and stick with that throughout your project because what we have found is people see new things, they watch Along the, the block, they get very distracted with all mm-hmm. the pretty things um, that are available. And yes, and they haven't really, um, I guess, cemented defined. or defined their style before they start their renovation and start that whole process. So yeah. it becomes very confusing because they jump from one thing to the other. Exactly. So we've put together some steps that will take you through to help you basically define your style mm-hmm. um, and understand that that's the sort of style that you really want for your you home. Forward, yeah, and yeah. live with on a daily basis. Gosh, there's so many different options out there. Oh, that, absolutely. I mean, I really like different styles. I'll go from one, you know, coastal to some sort of luxe-looking beautiful feel, but I wouldn't like to live in that permanently. No, it doesn't mean that you can't appreciate and exactly. Like that. But exactly. as you said, you know, defining your style, it's a long-term thing as well. So you need to remain focused with that. You can't deviate from the plan. So if you stick to these five or four to five steps that we've got before you even head off to see a builder or a designer or an architect or someone like ourselves, at least you'll have a clear direction of where you want to end up in terms of the look. Exactly. And, you know, let's face it, interior designers are great. But they're not mind readers. They are. They really are. (laughs) But they're not mind readers. We don't know what your, you know, we have to ask the questions and that's what we do with each of our individual clients is get as much information from them as possible so that we can then pull together a scheme and a design and a layout that suits their personal preference, their lifestyle, their needs, the whole shebang. And to top it all off, we want to make sure that the finishes that we help them select are are 
the, the mood that they're trying to create is going to be something that's that they're going to resonate with. Yeah. Exactly. And if you exactly. don't give your designers that sort of information and you don't even know what image. you like or dislike, exactly. You once, say, one image tells, as they say, a picture can tell a thousand words. Can so, it? I don't know. Can it? Isn't that isn't no? That it what does. People say? Look, visually, and it's very hard to describe, I guess, or articulate mm. the sort of style that you want because you could be explaining it one way with one image and in it's your inter- head it's and interpreted somebody's... in a different way. Exactly. So step one is defining your style. So this is where we say ideas fill your head. So we encourage you to look for inspiration. Um, look at Pinterest. Look at Instagram. Look at house. There's so many platforms, and the key to this is to expose yourself to as many different styles as possible gather images that resonate with you as helen just said and it's like a brain dump isn't it helen it put sure them all is. into a visual diary file for you then to refer back to and one thing we tell you at this stage to do is to not overthink about no. overthink what you you like you might have a particular style that you think you like. Forget about that. Just go through. I mean, we've got so many good platforms. As you've mm. got Instagram, you've got Pinterest. I mean, they're the two probably main, the main easier ones, ones because yeah. you can actually pull together like a board, a board of yeah, exactly. your favourites. So go through these platforms. Just look at an image and go, I really like that. Drop it in your board. Mm. See another one. Oh, I like that. Drop it in your board. If mm. they look, if they're two completely different, but conflicting styles, interpreted. Don't so want interpreted. Oh gosh, it's Friday <laughs> afternoon. Just drop them in there, brain dump. We'll worry about sorting them through later because there's a reason for this, Karen, isn't there? So why do we tell people to just not think about it, dump all those images, no matter what they are, no matter how similar or how different they are into the ball? What is the key here, Karen? Because Helen, the whole purpose of doing this is what will shine through is you will see visually that you were drawn to a particular style. Say you had 50 images there, maybe 30 to 40. Let's use coastal contemporary as an example. You'll find that there's a thread, there's something common in there. There may be the whites, the timbers, you may have a little bit of black or something else there, but then you might have another random image of something darker. But the majority of your images are telling a story as to what you are drawn mm. to. And even little things too, um, it might be a certain colour that keeps propping, mm-hmm. cropping up and it could be this colour might come up in about three or four different styles of mm-hmm. home, but it's, you're obviously drawn to that colour. Yes. You're attracted to it. It resonates with you. So if something keeps popping up mm-hmm. over and over again, Take note of it. Look exactly. at the image and go, okay, what is it mm. about this image mm. that I'm some attracted notes. to? You can yeah. write notes on it. Absolutely. It's like doing research on yourself. It is. It is, isn't it? <laughs> so that's where that brings us to step two. So our step two in this process is to eliminate the options. And as we just said, you'll find the majority of the images will fall in one particular style. Doesn't mean that the other images can't be, dare I say the word again, <laughs> maybe I won't. <laughs> I can't remember now. It was interpret. Interpretate. (laughs) (laughs) Example, we had a client that had a coastal contemporary. All the images were looking that way. She threw in a herringbone dark board and then a dark looking drinks display cabinet. She said, I really like this. And Helen and I said, that's fine. We just need to make sure that those materials, when we move to those following steps, follow through in that contemporary coastal look. So eliminating options Mm. is step two so that that is really 
that's the point where you're starting to hone in on your style because you've curated all those collection of images and now we're fine-tuning them. And this is where we can then step into um, the third point, which is choosing your style. Yeah. So once you've gone through that and you've found that common thread, Mm -hmm. and again, let's use Coastal as an example. It's very current. It's current and let's face it, the majority of our clients in the last couple of years have lean towards that probably 70 percent um, of the projects have been yeah you? although mm. actually and i now digress mm. we're now starting to see a little bit more color come yeah, through like our paddington project yeah exactly so let's say it's contemporary coastal once you've eliminated those other unless there's a specific aspect of that like a color or a feature or something put it into a separate folder. Mm. So have the style of the Mm -hmm. images and maybe not even have all of those images. Go back through those similar images and maybe pull out the ones that you like the best. You have have to refresh and you have to go back after that brain dump and you have to refine. Yeah, because you don't want to be sifting through Mm -hmm. hundreds of photos. And don't you worry, we have had clients (laughs) where they've had like hundreds and hundreds of photos. It was over 300 images. <laughs> and they all still showed that particular style in yeah. the end, didn't they? Well, they did what we told them to. Yeah. Yes. So we can't complain. She enjoyed, really. she enjoyed the experience. <laughs> and our Pinterest just kept pinging at us every few yeah, days. Yeah, it was, it was Anyway, funny. I digress. I but digress. it was it was good that, yeah. you know, they were taking it seriously. Yeah. Absolutely. So the reason we do this is as well, like we said earlier, you're going to get, confused by all the things out there so then from this once you've chosen your style we like you to then sort of firm that up mm-hmm. by um creating a bit of a mood board yes so initially Visual mood board yeah so initially First. it it could be like a conceptual mood board mm-hmm. done digitally you can yes. find a program that you can pull a couple <clears throat> of the images of like a living room a kitchen a bathroom whatever it is the exterior of the house whatever it is you're doing and then maybe pull in some materials, go to different sites, like different stone benches. Well, Helen, that is the next, that's the next step. Step four is source materials. Yes. So pull your images in mm. first and then, then move to step four. Move to the next step and start visiting showrooms and yes. gathering samples. Or even, you know, if that's difficult for you, you can always call up and order some samples, Mm. explain to the person over the phone, this is the sort of look that I'm trying to achieve. Can Mm -hmm. you please send me a couple of samples of your product out? Yes, and that's a good point to make here is what you see online doesn't translate necessarily in an image on a computer or in a magazine. You need to physically go out or have them delivered to you. Yes, because because sometimes, you know, it's slightly different or completely different. Yeah, particularly with timber, depending Mm -hmm. on the angle of the photo and the lighting, it can be quite different. Mm -hmm. It may be, it may look quite grey in the photograph and then in, in actual reality it's quite yellow or vice versa. So it's a good idea to grab a hold of the actual sample just to make sure that, your selections are going to work. So from that, we then make or create an actual mood board of finishes and materials. Now, we tend to call this, for those of you that don't know, a flat lay. So basically what that means is you get gather up all your samples and you lay them out flat on your table or on a board, however you want to do it. You can be fancy and grab a nice little tray if you want to have a Mm -hmm. bit of fun with it and start pulling these 
samples together and just arranging them on your table in a way where you can actually see what they look like alongside of one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will give you that mood, I guess, yes. won't it? or that Absolutely. feel or vibe that you're trying to create. Mm-hmm. Look at the images that you've collected or gathered and Relate, sort of compare them to that. And yeah, and exactly. your mood board should reflect mm-hmm. that your style. board. Yeah. And that's not to say, though, Karen, that you can't play around with it no, either. The exactly whole point right. of it is to, you know, you might look at it and you go, oh, you know, I don't mind that tile. I really like it. But, gee, there's going to be a lot of grout. I don't think I could cope with the cleaning. So then you might swap it out for a, a bigger format. And that's the time to do it too because you're not committed, you're not on site, the build hasn't begun. So this is the time to play with colour, material and samples very early on. And one tip that we always give uh, when we're working with our clients, we quite often start with the floor or the bench top. If it's a kitchen that's really going to feature in that space, the whole scheme and a few of our projects lately have all been based around that um, bench top, also flooring. And as we say, if you're renovating, uh, I think flooring can be overlooked at times, particularly when renovating. You really need to take note of are we keeping the floor? If we are keeping the floor, what sort of tones, what sort of colours, if it's timber or if it's a tile, make sure you include that in your scheme. Don't sort of lift your eyes up and look around at where the pretend new kitchen it's not there. pretend it's not there <laughs> like where's the kitchen cabinet tree going yeah. look to the floor and include that in so that's one tip yeah, always it's, yeah, so it's we tend point. to start with the floor a lot, that is don't yeah we? that is a good point um like karen said if it's existing you can't ignore it Mm-mm. because it is going to really impact your um, absolutely end result mm. and you know as much as many of us would like to start fresh we can, we can't always maybe the no, budget's not allowing matter. or you know or perhaps you're just sprucing up a rental property mm. and you want to throw some paint on the floor and maybe do some soft furnishings or throw something. some paint on the floor oh, did I say paint <laughs> on the floor sorry well let's hope you don't <laughs> well you can paint floors but well you know you, you can't can. wash <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm not even halfway through my gin yet <laughs> So I apologise for that. Throw some paint on the wall, or maybe not literally either. Um, but make sure that it's going to work. And it might not be the colours that you originally really want, but you don't want it looking no, weird you don't want it clashing and, and exactly. disjointed. So the other option is, um, so you would definitely start with a floor in that mm-hmm. case mm-hmm. and then go from there to your hard surfaces. Yes. Like if you're renovating the kitchen, it's not just a cosmetic and you're mm. redoing a kitchen or bathrooms. The next big item would be anything that's not paint, for example, your bench tops, mm-hmm. because they're not something you can turn over and change. No. And also there's a limited range. You could be limited by budget. You could limit limited by colours. So you want to pick that and make sure that works with the floor. Exactly. Or if you're picking that first, if you're lucky enough to be starting from scratch mm-hmm. and there's a particular bench top or stone that you want to use, mm-hmm. you can then match the floor yes well not match but make sure that that floor complements works in with that it. with that yeah. stone exactly um now the reason for that karen why yeah. do we always pick those first before our paint colors okay that's because there are far more options when it comes to choosing paint at the end as opposed to choosing your timber flooring or your bench tops or your tiles that's there are a multitude of choices but compared to paints it's limited 
Exactly. Proportionally, it's limited. I can't even say that word this afternoon. I think um, we, we're both struggling a little we're bit. very tired. <laughs> so limited in terms of selections of stones for bench tops and flooring materials. Paint colours are endless or fabrics out there. So that's why we say go with those big ticket items. And they're the big investment pieces yeah. in particularly for a kitchen yeah. your bench top that's a big chunk of the budget yeah you, you're you not going to get rip it, it out if you get it wrong you can't get that wrong. you just have to live with it but a yeah. paint color you can it it's cost you can change it if you make the yeah, wrong selection exactly. you can change it but you shouldn't have to make the wrong selection because what we suggest you do when you're pulling your mood board together is is contact the paint companies and yeah. ask for a larger brush out of mm. the color instead of trying to look at those little tiny chips mm. yes go to the little chips and go okay this looks all right that looks like that will match because i mean there's so many whites, whites as well for an example of trying to pick your white you can then you know, narrow that down to three or four, contact your paint company, ask for a, like an A4 or an A5, whatever that particular company does in brush outs, mm. and then you can see it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to step back clearer. to bench tops. Another tip, the tip, go out to the supplier and see the slabs in mm. a much bigger format. It's all well, like Helen and I have access to samples and bigger samples for our clients, but Every kitchen that we do or bathroom, we make appointments for them to go out and see, particularly if they're thinking, oh, I want to go with a vein. And you and I know that it's going to be, um, you know, quite a big feature. One tip we give is to go out to the suppliers. Yes. See Smart Stone, yes. Caesar Stone, Sile Stone, Cosentino. There's so many out there now. Go and see the slabs in much larger format. Yes, look at view it as a slab Abs- because the smaller chips doesn't tell the whole story. Pattern on the chip. That's right. You you may not even see it mm. on that particular chip. Yes, so exactly. you, you know some people like a subtle mm. um, pattern, and other people like like really strong, mm. you know, loud, noisy sort of looking. Hmm. patterns on their stones so you, you and really i can visualize to... what it's going to look like but that's but um, even then unless i mean we do know because we're dealing with them skill. all the time but yeah. if you don't know you're not going to know if what... you're not using the services of someone like ourselves you need to be mindful of that and go and see the slab yeah much like yeah. and they're yeah. all open for you to do that so that's another tip and the other other point too while we're talking about slabs and things um i had a couple come up after our presentation this morning mm-hmm. and we're trying to pick uh, paint color to match their bench top mm. so the other thing generally like it, particularly if you've got the marble um marble look which is all kind of mm-hmm. common the the base color yes is key. can sometimes be quite white it can be gray cream in color it can be a little bit yellowy mm-hmm. it can be a bit gray it can have a pink tint you know there's all sorts of things so what i suggested is to pick a few white paint colors and then hold them against that particular yes. sample of that slab and just make sure that the the tint in it is going to complement that slab. So if you've got a very kind of creamy um, base for your it. slab. And you put a white next, a white white. Like, or a grey, white next to it. Mm, you're gonna, it's not going to quite work. Mm. So be mindful of that as well. 
Um, but yeah, so that's we could tips. talk forever on that. I know. So let's just summarize. So tip one or point one was to define your style, look for inspiration. And then number two was eliminate your options after you've gathered all that information together, hone in on your style, narrowing things down. You've chosen that style, you've made a decision and you can confidently move forward and go ahead and make selections in terms of materials. That's right. And, and to have all that done before you even come and see someone like ourselves or the builder, you're uh, le- happy days. Leaps and yeah, bounds ahead yeah. of others. Yeah, you, you're going to, it, it's going to all come together. Mm. And that doesn't mean to say you can't swap things out mm. along the way. Yeah, exactly. But when you're take, if you've got the actual materials there in front of you as a mood board or a flat lay, and let's say, you know, you've, ch- and I know I mentioned this before, when it comes to your final selections and and sort of actually making that final decision, you might go, I really love that finish, but it's just I didn't realise that that particular tile was going to be so expensive. Um, let's find an alternative. Take a photograph of your mood board. Take them with take you. Take it with you to the mm. tile showroom or physically take it if you want to stick yes. some samples down and then just play around with the tiles, Fine ask tune. for help at Fine the showroom tune. and yes. just swap swap out those bits and pieces and see if it actually, exactly. you'll see it in situ with all the other finishes. Mm. So you'll know, yeah, okay, that, that really works. I really like that. Save mm-hmm. yourself the time and the energy from, exactly. you know, travelling to and from your showrooms. All right. Well, that's us for this afternoon. Here's cheers to oh, cheers. another yes. day at the home show tomorrow. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Thanks for joining us. And just on a side note, um, because this is such a popular thing and such a common thing with every project that we do, Karen and I have decided to run some workshops for people um, in collaboration with a few of the suppliers. Mm -hmm. And it's a hands-on workshop masterclass. Abby D. Lorenzo Tiles, and we've already done one with Few and Far. Yeah, so the whole point is it's a bit of a fun night or day where they're on at different times where you're actually, you know, we go through all of this in a little bit more detail. You get booklets where you can write down the names of the selections that you make. You've got the tiles all there. We've got samples of stone. We've got samples of timber, um, paint colours, everything that you need, taps, fittings, you know, there's so many different um finishes on your taps now you've got bronze you've got brass you've got black you've got gunmetal you've got nickel you've got all these and chrome of course as well so it can be really overwhelming so we've decided to put these workshops together so that if you need that little bit of help and would like professional help in getting your two selections together and have access to these wonderful mm. showrooms and, and lots of samples and ourselves yeah, just keep an eye out. Um, mm-hmm. We jump onto our website. We've got you yes, know, all we the do. details there as well um, and in our socials as well. We, If there's one coming up, keep an eye out for those as well. So, And more in 2024. It, yes, definitely. Um, it's a fun night or day, depending on what time it is. We have a little bit of food. And, mood board and walking away with knowing where your project is heading in terms yeah, of finishes. Yeah. So keep an eye out for those because yep. we'd really love to see you there. And, yeah, have a great weekend. Okay. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining us on the Two Gins in Design podcast. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and insights on the world of design and construction. 
We look forward to our next episode with more design inspiration, tips from the experts, and a behind-the-scenes look at our latest projects. If you want more design information or simply want to check out our portfolio of projects, visit our website at mcraeandlynch.com.au and our Instagram, Designs. And feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels if you have any comments, questions, or even topics you'd like us to discuss. And please, don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Thanks again for listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode, we'd love you to share it with your friends and family. We look forward to catching up with you on our next episode. Have a great weekend. Cheers. Cheers.